You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Up to date wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. Last week, the Royals announced the Crossroads as their ideal location for a new ballpark and entertainment district. Expanding around the old Kansas City Star printing press, the proposed site would force more than a dozen businesses to relocate and put several more in the shadows and at risk of being financially priced out after the construction of the $2 billion project. Today, we'll get the reactions of two Crossroads business owners. With me is John Pryor. He's founder and owner of Madison Flitch and Madison Stitch on 16th Street. John, good to have you. Good morning. Hi. Thank you for being having me. Also with me is Erin Biro. She's owner of Salon on Grand, which is at 15th and Grand. Erin, good morning to you. Good morning. Well, John, let me start with you. You're the owner of Madison Flitch and Madison Stitch located in the Crossroad District that could potentially be affected by this new ball stadium. What's your initial reaction to last week's announcement? Well, the initial reaction was a lot of shock. Um, mm-hmm. There had been rumors about the Royals moving to the crossroads, but very few people actually knew about the plan to extend uh, to the east of the Star Building from Oak to Locust. That was a, a a new idea to a lot of the business owners, including me. That it would come all the way over to Grand, you're saying? Um, from Grand all the way to Locust Street. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, the idea of building like uh, hotel buildings and conference centers and things like that into um, in a new part of the crossroads. So the footprint of the project is far larger than you anticipated, mm-hmm. you and everybody else down there. Correct, yes. yeah. And what did you make of that? <laughs> Well, I think the initial thought was, given um, some of the plans, it seemed like it was a done deal, that the city and the royals and everybody involved in the project um, had agreed that this was um, a finalized plan um, without consulting the business owners and the people who would be directly affected. Um, And even today, uh, many of us are still uh, unclear about the details around the plan. And to be crystal clear here, uh, John, your business would not be relocated as a result of this. Do I have that right? We would not. We're not in the uh, demolished zone. But you're right next to it. Right. I'll be next door neighbors. I'll be able to wave hi to the right fielder. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's nice. (laughs) It's very close. Before I lose the idea, what is Madison Flitch and Madison Stitch? People might wonder. Sure. Madison Flitch is my artisan furniture brand. And Madison Stitch makes uh, leather bags. Okay. Well, Aaron Biro, you're the owner of Salon on Grand. What's your reaction to what's going on here? Well, I guess from clients and everything that I've talked to, when I first was coming in and there was talk about it, kind of what he was saying, I thought it wouldn't come to the storefronts of Grand Boulevard. Most people made it seem, oh, you're going to be in the middle of it. It's going to be great for your business. Right. And then in the last two months, it just kind of seemed like out of nowhere that it was going to go all the way 
to grand. And actually take you out. And, yeah, I'm in the demolished zone, yeah. Well, what does this mean for you going forward if, if indeed this project comes uh, comes to fruition here? Yeah, um, I mean, definitely means like I would need to relocate. I mean, it kind of also makes you feel like you need to be proactive because there's going to be a lot of other businesses looking for things in the radius and and also just knowing like what my lease would even look like. It would be a completely different story than what I have right now. So this really puts your business and your livelihood really up in the air in a real significant way. Yeah. And as a new business, you know, I was really hoping to scale where I'm at and it definitely makes it scary and hard to scale up. So Yeah. Okay. There was a meeting last night, John, uh, of the affected business owners here in this district. What came out of that? The goal of that meeting was to collect a series of um, requests to the Royals um, ahead of the April vote of what they can do to benefit the community if they're going to move here. So it's things like, please contribute to the community improvement district that the Crossroads community has been trying to put together. Things like public safety, uh, greening the area, putting trees in, um, you know, uh, ensuring things like street closures would not affect businesses, uh, help with relocation assistance for the uh, affected businesses. Just a series of requests that we were going to make to the Royals. So business owners want answers to the obvious set of questions they have in the wake of this news is what you're saying. Correct. Many yeah. people showed asking for details around the plan. Um, but the purpose of that meeting last night was specifically to put something together for the community benefits agreement that is uh, taking shape um, that would actually help the neighborhood if the Royals are going to move in. Did the Royals show up to this meeting? Uh, yes. Uh, Brooke Sherman and Sarah Tourville were there. Um, their uh, purpose was to listen to the uh, Crossroads uh, community um, they weren't there to speak. They were just there to listen and um, uh, hear our concerns. And what came out of the meeting? What What was the tone of the meeting? Uh, <laughs> the meeting, of course, as you might imagine, was very emotional. Um, people are still unclear about many of the details around the plan, um, unsure how they're even supposed to react. And so um, you can imagine people who um, are counting on this neighborhood for their livelihood um, are very worried and concerned about um, how this plan is going to affect them. Um, but the final result of the meeting is we were able to put together a list of about 100 different requests um, mm -hmm. that are given, given to the Royals. I'm sure that's going to get sifted and filtered in different ways as we go. Um, and that's kind of why we as a neighborhood are really going to be asking for more time to negotiate um, with the Royals. Uh, and so we are probably going to ask the, uh, the county to vote no against this just so that we can get it on the ballot at a later date and give us time to negotiate. How much time do you feel like you have to negotiate now? Well, right now, we feel like we have a very short runway to land this plane. And really what, is, only what does that mean? How many weeks are you talking about? Like three to four weeks to really three get to this done. Three to four weeks. Sure. We, wouldn't, we want it done before the April vote. If the April vote happens, then what really leverage do we have to uh, make any kind of demands of the Royals? Because they, they will be playing with the county's money. What incentive would the Royals have to get this negotiated out in, in the next three or four weeks, given what you just said? Right. And that's kind of the big fear is that the Royals are not going to be um, motivated to get anything done um, before the public vote. So the tone of the meeting last night, was it cooperative? Was it tense? What, what was it? 
Uh, it was a mix of everything. I think uh, many of the people there um, are wanting to be cooperative with the royals. Many others uh, do not want to be cooperative. Um, you can imagine a mix of uh, creative artist types um, being overtaken by um, you know a big corporate sport team um, yeah. doesn't really mix very well. Uh, but I think for the most part, um, the Crossroads Community uh, Association in particular is trying to work with the Royals to get something done that will be good for the community. How confident are you that this is going to get negotiated in three or four weeks? Oh, I have no confidence at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's why we need more runway. Yeah. Well, Aaron, you heard John say that Madison Flitch and Madison Stitch is going to remain at its location mm -hmm. on 16th Street, unlike your salon on Graham, which is going to be knocked down. How confident are you that you can get uh, some arrangement worked out in the next three or four weeks uh, before the vote? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty for uh, like on our side, even just the past few days. That's why I'm like was really interested in what John had to say about the meeting. And you, you had to work last night. You were <clears throat> yeah. working on hair last night. You yep, I had away. to work yeah. last night. So absorbing all that, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I mean, three or four weeks is three or four weeks. That's not a lot of time and stuff. So, Do you even know what you want yet? What your building is, you know, what your business is worth, what you need to make a relocation happen? Or yeah. you're still trying to sort that out? Well, luckily, you know, I just have a lot of friends and a lot of clients and the community is just so supportive. So I get a lot of guidance. I know about like what I can spend. I mean, I also have a business where I can forecast, you know, six months out. I mean, people book out. So it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I mean, still three or four weeks is kind of, even with that, it's just, it's a lot. Do you know where you might move? Well, I've thought about that just because I built my clientele in the crossroads. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of support from the condos and everybody else that lives down there. So, I mean, I was looking maybe past T-Mobile by 12th Street. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. Hollywood writers are obsessed with the concept of an asteroid heading towards Earth and destroying civilization. But is this something we really should be worried about? I'm Kate the Chemist, and on my podcast, Seeking a Scientist, we meet the mastermind behind a real-life mission to divert the path of an asteroid. Subscribe to Seeking a Scientist, made possible by the Starris Institute. You know, I, I'm wondering, John, as this whole thing gets going here, to what extent have the Royals been open to communication with the business owners? What's your sense of how much communication back and forth there's been here? I think with the Royals, they have been communicative to some of the property owners, okay, um, but not the tenant businesses mm -hmm. who um, reside in those buildings that are owned by somebody else. I mean, to me, that sort of makes sense. Maybe it's mm -hmm. not completely fair, but that sort of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, I'm going to be a neighbor, but I have heard nothing from the Royals. I did reach out to them last week um, and I was able to connect with Brooks and Sarah uh, Tourville last night. And um, I think they're just trying to take this in a very methodical approach. But mm -hmm. again, um, they're not motivated to get anything done until the vote passes. Mm. And that's not good for the neighborhood. Yeah. How much anxiety is this causing <laughs> amongst uh, your business, Aaron, John? I, I, what is what has this done to your blood pressure in recent Sure, weeks? of course. No, we, we are all <laughs> having sleepless nights. We're all trying to figure out, do we need lawyers, mm -hmm. accountants? How do you even price out your business to account for 
you know, a, a future buyout. There are things that have to be thought through and processed a dozen times over. And so it causes quite a bit of sleeplessness. And John, you've retained lawyers and accountants, if I understand correctly. Well, we, we are looking into it simply because we need to explore issues around eminent domain. What if the city needs our building to access water pipes, sewers to mm. service the um, ballpark? Um, there's things around third party uh, speculators who may want our building after the vote is approved. Um, so we will probably be fielding dozens of requests daily from um, opportunists trying to take advantage of the situation. Hmm. I was just thinking, you know, even uh, if your building remains and you stay in your current location, John, I mean, do you have some concerns here that the construction of the ballpark village, the impact that might have on your business and daily traffic in and out the front door? Uh, Of course, yes. We were going to um, turn our beautiful showroom into a bespoke um, bag shopping experience where people would uh, make our shop a destination. We're the only artisan bag maker in the city, mm. and we wanted to be a major destination for to provide people with the luxury bag shopping experience. Now, what am I going to do if people are going to have to be dodging construction um, of that at that scale? So yes, of course, it's going to affect our business, but it's going to affect everybody's business around that area. So that's a big concern. It's not just the people who are going to get demolished, although that's the primary concern. The secondary concern are the businesses that will be affected by the construction. Yeah, wow. You know, John, you're also worried about property taxes uh, jumping a few years from now. Explain what that concern is all about. So the expectation is if you're going to be building a nice, shiny, new ballpark, that would immediately lead to higher property taxes around the surrounding area. Um, my building is, um, our property taxes are locked in because we are an artist-driven um, enterprise. Uh, mm. And that's something we got through the city. Um, so we will be personally seeking an extension of that um, favor to us. But uh, how, how much longer are you protected through that agreement? Uh, about eight more years. So after the stadium is built, we'll have probably just three more years. And so if I can hang on to my building, um, we would want to keep it an artisan and artist um, housed enterprise. Uh, and so we would continue to seek that um, property tax freeze. And I'm just guessing here that that kind of protection would be critical for you for staying in business at the current your current location? Oh, of course. Yes. I mean, we, you know, as artists, you generate some income, but not enough to pay for uh, exorbitant property taxes. So if you lost that protection, it might be a different story for you going forward. Yeah, I think at that point, we would immediately look to sell the building. You know, the other thing, Aaron, I've been hearing about, just, you know, get around town talking to people about what all this might mean, is how this uh, ballpark village might affect the character mm-hmm. of the Crossroads District that attracted <laughs> you to the area and mm-hmm. so many others. What's at stake here in, in, from your standpoint in terms yeah. of what this means for the character of your yeah. neighborhood? Right? Um, I mean, a big reason why I also moved down to the crossroad is because I am a painter. I'm an artist. And so my whole salon is a gallery. And so if if a baseball stadium comes in, are we the art district anymore? Mm-hmm. John, what do you think about that? No, that's the big concern. Does the county want a ballpark district? or the arts district. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that makes Kansas City great, in my mind, um, is produced by the the artists, the artisans, the chefs. Um, when you look at the 
Um, you know, when a travel advisor says Kansas City is a great place to visit, they're looking at places that are produced and made in the crossroads. Um, in the demolished zone is a James Beard nominated uh, cocktail maker, Jill Coxon. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Elbow Chocolate is in the East Crossroads. Um, he's in a world, uh, he's been nominated the world amazing best chocolatier. Business. Absolutely. Yeah. There are amazing businesses that are being, uh, that are in uh, the East Crossroads that are going to be deeply affected by this move. And I think it's really a question of what the city and the county values. Now, some might say, hey, John, the Crossroads District is a large, sprawling district. We're talking about a few blocks here. Come on. Sure. I mean, so I would say that the East Crossroads in particular has been an up and coming part of the Crossroads. Um, a lot of the artists and artisans and chefs have been moving into this area. Um, it's sort of like the new Crossroads, a new pioneer in the Crossroads. And we want to value that because uh, that is very much what makes the city unique. And we've been driven by passion to renovate these old buildings and turn them into something that is of value to the community. And we've been doing it without public money. Mm -hmm. So we think that that is valuable to the whole neighborhood. And the Royals might say, I'm just guessing here, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but hey, you put this ballpark village down there and everybody surrounding the village is going to be lifted by this project. Lots of artists are going to benefit by the ballpark village. And I hope that's the case, but I think we need to work with the Royals to make that happen. Yeah. And we need real, tangible assurances from them that that will be true. Let me grab a phone call here from Sarah from Midtown. Sarah, you're on Up to Date. We're talking about the impact of the downtown baseball park. Good morning. Hi. I, I just wanted to comment. Um, you know, we talk about Kansas City becoming a world-class city, and it's not just about sports. It's about our arts community. I've lived here for 40 plus years and, and the way that the crossroads area and especially the first Fridays have grown over the years is just, um, it's just a wonderful experience. I had a friend from Austin, that, Austin, Texas that came last spring and we went down to that area and she was just so impressed, had no idea that Kansas City had that kind of um, environment and those kind of um, festivities. And I just think it's very important that we focus continue to focus on our arts community. So, Sarah, are you saying you're against putting the ballpark where the Royals want to put it? I'm, uh, <laughs> I can't say that I trust them. You know, you, you have the meetings and things, but I, I don't know that I trust them to actually follow through to make sure that rents don't go up and people have to move out. Um, so, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm very tentative and question, you know, really questioning it. Yeah, I got you. Sarah, thank you for the call. And I want to thank uh, sure. John Pryor again, the founder and owner of Madison Flitch and Madison Stitch on 16th Street. Aaron Biro, uh, owner of Salon on Grand. Listen, good luck in the weeks ahead. Come back and visit with us and let us know how it's going. We want to keep tabs on all this, okay? Thank you. Best thank you for luck. having us. You bet. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancart, and Hallie Jackson. Our interns are Lauren Texter and Gabby Martinez. Paul Nakatura works our board. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening. <laughs>